Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about leveraging your existing knowledge, unique skills, or passion to build a thriving creative business. I aim to show you what's really possible when you stop letting fear have all the fun and start taking action towards your goals. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting PimpYourBrilliance.com. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. I'm so glad that you're here. This is episode number 110, and you can find show notes at pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash 110. For the next few episodes of the podcast, I'm going to be focusing on this theme of getting visible. So let's get visible, visible. That's my um, Olivia Newton-John impression. But anyway, increasing your visibility as a creator and as a business is very important and it's important to the success of your overall business. So I really want to explore some ways that we can do that for ourselves and even help our creative neighbors expand their visibility, become more visible online in their spaces and in their niches. So to kick things off, I'm sitting down with my friend Alicia from the Purpose to Service podcast and artist Krista David to have a conversation about what it means to be visible especially as a Black woman and as a creator. Both of these ladies have been on the podcast before, so you're probably familiar with them. And I am really excited to be hosting this conversation with two women whose work I admire and who I I really adore and just have such a great friendship with. So it's my hope that this conversation will inspire you to decide how you want to show up online and expand your own visibility. So if you're ready... Let's get into this. Say hi, ladies. Hi. Hi. (laughs) And welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so happy to be back. It's been some years now. It has. It has. You need to come back and and update your show, Krista. Um, Your episode is one that I still get comments on. People still listen to it. So I feel like you need to do an update. Yeah, I'm in a whole other... Where are we now? Yeah, I was going to say that the Where Are They Now like yes. series. <laughs> yes, definitely. So let's put that on the calendar. But today, let's get visible. Let's let's talk about visibility. So I wanted to kick this off with asking the question, what does it mean to you to be visible? What does it mean to take up space? Alicia, if you want to chime in first. Yeah, so... I have had to be more comfortable with this topic over the past few years just because my introverted self did not want me to put myself out there. But I'm learning that when I am visible, when I can put my work out into the world, when I can talk about what I do, when I can share more of my story and like who I am and how I've gotten to this point in like my business, then I am able to impact more people. I am able to hopefully inspire other people to take the leap into entrepreneurship or push past whatever it they feel is holding them back from truly pursuing what they feel like they are being called to do. So for me, being visible means that I am giving permission to someone else to be visible and put themselves out there as well. So like when I take up space, when I make myself known, I am showing other women who have similar backgrounds or who look like me or who may be hesitant to act on their ideas that it's okay for them to put themselves out there as well. 
I love that. I co-sign all of that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> same, same. I love, I love how you mentioned it gives permission to other people to do whatever thing they want to do as well, because it's so mm-hmm. true. And I think a lot of us underestimate the impact that we're having. We just assume that nobody's really looking or nobody is paying attention, mm-hmm. but that is not the case at all. People are looking, they are paying attention and it is helping someone feel comfortable enough to take that next step. Yeah. What about you, Krista? Yes. I've been thinking about this and like almost anything, questions like these are very time dependent. So they may mean different things at at different stages in your life. Right. So I would have said back when I talked to you years ago on the podcast that being visible at that moment for me as a new person who just quit her job, was trying to make art her life and her living, it would have been, I just want to be out there, I want my art out there, I just want to share all the arts, that kind of thing. Fast forward four years. And I think what it means to me is one, just showing up fully in who I am. And that isn't just one thing. I'm not just an artist. I think four years ago, I would have been sort of like, no, I just want to be known for my art. I just want to be one thing consistently sort of seen by folks on the outside as this artist. I think now I'm just trying to show up as whole as I can. And I'm a lot of things. I'm an artist. I'm a tech startup founder. I am a public health researcher. I am a puppy parent, all these different things now. So being visible and taking up space is simply just about, I know we use this word all the time, it's overused, but just being authentic for wherever you are at that moment and know that it can change depending on what season you're you're in. And so yeah, just for me at this point, I'm just trying to embrace the fact that I'm a lot of things. Um, one of these multi-hyphenate <laughs> type of things at this time. And I'm okay with it. And it doesn't dilute any other part of me. Like me being an artist and something else doesn't take away from the fact that I am also an artist. Like they're all sort of potent parts of me. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to be authentic to the season that I'm in. And at, at this moment, I am multiple things and I'm trying to manage multiple things and I'm trying to aim for harmony and all the things that I'm doing. And I'm just, I want to be okay with that because sometimes it can, you cannot be okay with it because you feel like, oh, being so many things dilutes me being the one thing that I want to be. So all you multi-hyphenates out there, be encouraged. You can be all those things, just be honest about those things. So that's what it means for me right now. And as far as I mean, I agree with what Alicia says. Like, I think sharing as much as you're comfortable with is both a thing that can fortify you because then you get to sort of come into community with others like you. So you're not alone. So the more you share authentically about who you are, the more you, I believe, you attract other people who are on the same sort of vibration as you. So you're now able to be in community with other people. But I think 
I think you should still have some boundaries for yourself, things that keep you safe and keep you healthy. Because being Black and being visible can be a double edge. And we can talk more about that later, but yeah. We are definitely going to talk about that because that is one of the the reasons why I decided to bring on two Black women so that we could talk about that. Because I think there there needs to be more conversations and there there are starting to be conversations around it. But I've never used my platform in that way. And being a Black woman, a lot of times I'm on the internet and I'm looking at some of the things that are happening and are being said, and I just can't help but think, this ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely not it. But as far as visibility and, and what that means to me, everything that you ladies both said about taking up space and and being this Speaking of permission, and I resonated really strongly with you, Krista, with the whole being multi-hyphenate because I am, and I, I want to do all the things, and I want to try all the things and have all the ideas, and managing that does feel like a lot at times because what thing gets the most attention when you want to do everything at once? But a large part of it to me is just using my platform in a way that makes people feel comfortable. Like I want to use my visibility to help other people along. I want them to feel comfortable and confident in the person that they are. I want them to feel comfortable and confident in the ideas that they have. Someone once described it as being a beacon of permission. So whenever I do anything and I'm visible, I always want to feel like I am helping other people or like giving people permission to do whatever the thing is, even if they didn't explicitly ask. But I, I know that as humans, we live in this space of we we want to get that permission or we want somebody to affirm or validate some things for us in order for us to like feel comfortable going forward. And I want my platform to serve in that way as a beacon of permission. If you want to pursue an idea, do it. If you want to do whatever you want to do with your business, your life, I want you to feel if you come to my platform, I am there like, yes, do the thing. Go, go forward, take the next step. But being visible is also can feel very scary at times because to your point, Krista, the internet is the wild, wild west in some spaces. So wild. So you never, <laughs> so you never, yes, you never know what you're going to get. And so I think I'm always straddling that line between wanting to be visible while also being conscious of the fact that when you are visible, people can overstep. And I've seen it a lot in other people who I've known over the years who've gotten really visible really fast. People feel like they know mm-hmm. you. They watch your Instagram stories and they think they know your life and they think that they know you and they overstep. And that can be really jarring. And I think there's a large part of me that's always trying to protect myself by not being too visible, not being too out there, not sharing too much because I don't want people to overstep. I'm very conscious of that boundary. But then at the same time, I also realize that bit of resistance holds back me sharing some things that I think could be valuable because I'm always conscious of, is this going to invite in conversation I don't want? Or are people going to think they know things about my life that 
they have assumed that I don't want them to know or I don't want them to react a certain way. So I guess, and I hear you and I'm okay with putting people in their place. And I do (laughs) spend a lot of time kind of inviting people into my life. And I feel like I share who I am. Like you're going to get Krista on the internet is Krista in real life. I promise you there is no different. Like I try to be very in the way that I speak and the things that I care about and the things that I share. Like you're not going to get the switch up with me. And I don't mind putting people in their in their place if they overstep. I think with the visibility thing, it depends on at what point in history you're visible. So it's one thing to be, we're all trying to build our brands and our businesses and help people with the different things that we do. But especially in light of all of this sort of killing of Black people, right? That is a different kind of visibility. So then now you've people who are in your communities, they feel like they can either ask of you things just because you're you're Black and somehow you're the Black woman or person who they either need to check on or ask to do stuff or to help. And it's like that kind of overstep is the thing that wearies me out. You're like, I appreciate allyship and all that stuff, but I don't need it to be overwhelming (laughs) to me and my Black self at this time. So that's the part that I'm like, where people can overstep a little bit, depending on what's going on sort of like in society. And if you happen to be Black and you happen to be woman or something that's not white or not in that way, people will start to heap things on you on you so that's when I'm like hold up I need to disappear because I don't need any of this from any of y'all right now so that's the bound that's that's what I meant when I said about boundaries at the beginning is yeah people can overstep but not in oh Krista I know everything about your life is more like oh you're my black friend here let me see what are you and it's 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 well-intentioned but it can be too much no, I definitely get that. When, I, when I'm thinking about boundaries, I can think specifically of two people I know who were in relationships that they shared. I guess they shared them a lot on their stories or Instagram. And then those relationships fell apart. And then they went dark for, for a while. People noticed like they weren't sharing that significant other. And then they felt like they had to come back and make this whole statement about how the relationship ended and like this whole thing. Because people start asking questions. People start prying because we're nosy. By the way, that (laughs) scenario. Hence, you will never know. (laughs) So you got to know what to share. You're like, I don't don't need that. Sorry for those people because that sucks. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm thinking. We'll talk about the social justice piece and being a Black woman in these times. But in a, a less gruesome um, example, that's more what I think about. Like, just people sharing things like that or pregnancies and people, they just, they just do too much. Just too much. And I get it that we're curious, but I'm just always very conscious of those things. Like if I share, if I share too much about my husband, if I share too much about this, are people going to assume that they know things about my life. You don't want people to feel obligated to you sharing more about your life. Exactly. I struggled with that when I had River and I was like, she's a part of my life. I've been sharing my life online. So yes, I'm going to share her, but I don't want people to be in my DMs cussing me out when I don't share her birthday party or, you know what I'm saying? Or if 
they feel like she shouldn't have her pacifier. I don't want people to feel like because I share my life or I share other pieces outside of me running my business that they are now entitled to comment on my every move. Like that's that has been my big thing. Oh my goodness. That yeah, yeah. I would not like that I, at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there are some issues with being visible, but as I said, I'm I'm glad that both of you ladies shared your definitions and we even talked a little bit about boundaries, which I guess is a really great segue into do you feel there's a certain responsibility that you have or that comes with being more visible? I don't know if there is a responsibility because I'm like Krista. I feel like I'm the same person online that I am like in person. So for me, I, I think my only responsibility is to show up as myself and to keep showing up as myself. Like I never want people to say, oh, she's not the same kind, nice person or engaging person that she is like in person. So I feel like my only responsibility is to show up in my most authentic self, no matter if it is in person or if it is on Instagram or whatever. That's my responsibility is to just be me and taking away the pressure of caring so much about what other people think about that. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. Like I'm only trying to be consistent about being who I am. So for example, if something Mm -hmm. is hurting me on a particular day and I don't want to be bothered with the folks on the internet, I'm not going to be bothered with the folks on the internet. Or I may share that I'm just not in a good mood today and that is okay. I think, thankfully, I have a community of people who have been very supportive and kind. Like I've never had anybody overstep in a way that made me uncomfortable or I felt was rude or anything like that. But yeah, I only have, like Alicia said, my obligation is for me to be myself because at the end of the day, as an artist, which is primarily how I show up online, I just, I'm just sharing my life as an artist and what I'm trying to make and how I'm trying to make it. And I don't, I don't feel any more pressure. And then also, I don't want to have any more pressure on me. Like again, black and woman, that's enough. In (laughs) like, I don't want to assume any other responsibilities. I think so. And a lot of times, especially with all the things that are going on, there's this impetus to be performative in speaking out on certain things or sharing certain things. If I don't share a hashtag or share information about what has just happened or my feeling about it, I don't feel any pressure to share anything. Like I'm not, my reaction to the dumpster fire that is the United States of America and its history of white supremacy and structural racism. Like I don't need to always have to comment on that. It's a dumpster fire. Like it's like I, I'm working out my feelings about that in other ways, namely my art. So I don't feel like I have to, I don't want to take the responsibility and use my platform to share every single thing because one, that's not authentic. Two, I, I deal with my feelings in a very internal way, usually in my art. And I don't have to comment on everything, even though I'm paying attention to the things that are most important to me, i.e. what is happening with Black people in the United States of America. So yeah, I agree exactly what Alicia said. Be yourself. 
And then don't feel the pressure to be what other people think you ought to be. And no, I am not, Black people are not a monolith. So I'm not the spokesperson for all things Black at all. So don't put that on me and don't tell me that I need to to say things or do things in order to prove my alignment with some of the things that are happening to Black people in America or against some of the really terrible things that are happening to Black people in America. Like, I love Black people. Like, we that's not up for question. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you brought up that point. Because I see this a lot on Twitter, especially, is shaming people who have large platforms and a lot of visibility. Like, you didn't say anything when this thing happened. And I just always think I don't have anything additional to add to the conversation that wasn't already said. Some other people have already said it more eloquently. It doesn't make sense for me to add to the noise. What I have to say is no different than what thousands of people have already said. I just keep quiet. Because I, there, I don't have anything to say. I'm pissed. What do you do? You want me to get on the internet like raging? That doesn't help. <laughs> and then I think it depends so. on what you're, who you are in the internet space, right? So if you have committed your life and your business and your practice to the to freedom work for Black people, like that's different. I expect you to have something to say. This is your life. Like you talk about this stuff every day of the week, not just when something, all hell is breaking loose and people are being murdered. So those people, I expect, that's just what they do. They committed themselves and their work to that. But then you're like, you got these influences doing all sorts of things. And I'm like, yeah, you can't tell people how to respond. Like you don't know what people are doing in private. You just don't know. So I think it's it's dependent on the person. But yeah, so I just, I, I'm not with the... I'm not with the shaming of people. I think people are going to do what they they want and what they feel comfortable with. And if you are following somebody and you're like, I can't believe they have nothing to say about anything ever, then don't follow them because then they probably don't have nothing to say about anything ever. And that's okay. <laughs> I mean, that's that's their work to figure out. But and you can ask in a respectful way, but you don't need to like just heap your demands on what people should be doing and should not be doing. Let people work out their own feelings about what's happening. And you'll, you know, just w- watch how they move. And if you can't rock with that, don't rock with it. Move on. Like I've unfollowed lots of people that I'm like, girl, you got nothing? Okay, goodbye. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and I, I can- for me, like I can, I understand like both sides of that. I think for us as like black women and black people in general who are visible or have some type of platform, like the things that we have been going through for the past years, like I'm not necessarily looking at us like, okay, you, you are probably dealing with the emotions around this in your own way. I don't expect you to write this whole thing up on Instagram, but I feel like for some of these other like bigger companies or people who don't necessarily look like us, I'm like, yeah, the ones who take our money for sure. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, okay, your silence is actually saying a lot right now. You not saying anything is really showing me like what side you're on. I understand like some platforms have to like get it together and make sure that they're not, you know, saying anything that may be offensive or something like that. But Sometimes I'm I'm like, 
okay, where do you stand on this topic? How do you feel on this topic? And I don't want the blanketed learning and listening. Like, I don't know like that. <laughs> like, where do you stand? <laughs> I think you're right. And you pay attention to that. And then you get to make decisions as a person who's yeah. following these brands or buying their products. You get to decide where you want to send your resources mm-hmm. and like who you want to be who you want to rock with. And it's totally okay to be like, they ain't got it. They ain't going to get it. I got to go. Mm-hmm. I, I totally yeah, agree exactly. with that. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So if you are someone who has a large platform, like big businesses that are silent during some of these big social justice issues, people are watching. I think either way, people are watching, whether you say something, whether you don't say anything, but I definitely agree. I don't particularly feel like I have to comment on every single thing that happens. There are so many different ways that you can be involved in issues. And something that I think about all the time is, I think Francesca of Hey Friend Hey said it. I I feel like that's where I saw it on Twitter, where she was basically like, everybody has a role. So whether you're a person who is on the ground, protesting. There are people behind the scenes who are organizing and getting out information to people. There are people who are financing these things because it costs money to protest and start a revolution. So you have to figure out for you personally, where do you fit in? And I think that also ties into that whole visibility piece because it may not seem like you're being visible because you're not saying anything, you're not speaking out But that does not mean that people are not doing things behind the scenes that are just as important. So I think people should be mindful of that. While yes, there are lots of people who want to use their platforms to speak out, everyone may not feel like that is the right fit for them. And so they have to figure out where they fall in line. And they could just be someone who says, you know what, I want to do organizing behind the scenes. I'm really strong in that. I can lend my voice there. And that's what they do. And you just have to find out for you, where do you mm-hmm. feel that space lies? Yes, I agree yeah. completely. And I think it's also an opportunity. I mean, we don't do enough of this online, but I try my best. You want to give people the benefit of the doubt and you want to lead with as much love as you can. I think if we if we could just spend more time just starting from this place of people are doing the best that they can with what they have, One, you don't have any of these weird feelings around what people should and should not be doing and like, how dare they? You don't need all that energy. But just out the gate, just assume, like lead with love and assume that people are doing the best that they can. And if you have follow-up questions or concerns about that and you have that kind of relationship with them to inquire, then you can also do that. But just for the sake of just like your own mental health, and just operating in this very visible interweb space, just assume, just lead with love. Don't just assume the worst with people. Don't do, like, I'm not with the cancel culture. I don't even like that word because I don't think that's what it is. I think it's accountability culture, which is fine. But yeah, just lead with love with regards to these very sensitive and traumatic issues with people and then sort of, again, see how they move. And then you decide how you're going to move in response to that. Okay. So switching gears a little bit here, I want to know what are some ways that you are planning to try to increase your own visibility? 
So for me, it's how can I be visible to people outside of who are like currently in my bubble? I've I've gotten very comfortable with the people who have been supporting me and following me for years. So I'm like, I don't need anybody else. But I know if I want to continue to make an impact and if I want to feel like the content that I'm creating and things that I'm doing is getting the eyes on it, I guess, that it deserves, that I need to be able to go outside of my current bubble. So thinking about ways to be featured on other podcasts. So like I'm on this one, being able to get press or maybe write for other platforms where I can just continue to spread my message and talk about the things that I'm passionate about, but in ways that are going to allow me to get in front of other audiences or in front of bigger audiences. Because I don't know, I, I feel like everyone's calling, of course, is different. And in the capacity that you share that is different. But I really want to share more of my message and building a business with intention and not being a part of the hustle culture. I feel so strongly that that is something that needs to be shared with the masses. So it's it's up to me to step out again outside of my comfort zone and try to get that message into the faces of however many people I can get in front of as possible. See, I love that. So, and especially the part about stepping out of comfort zones. And for me, stepping out of my comfort zone is less about increasing the audience or the eyeballs on my stuff. It's more about me deepening intimacy. So it's about going smaller for me so that I can open myself up a little bit more about the things that I'm making and why I'm making them and what I think about them. So the ways in which I hope to be able to do that, just to be, to have more intimate, honest conversations about what the art is that I'm making, how I'm making it, why I'm making it. I'm, I'm trying to, over the next several months, excuse me, take myself a little bit off of the social webs and live in a more intimate platform like my newsletter or like a private group or community around my work just so that I can stretch out a little bit more. And I guess that's what coming out of my comfort zone for me is. It's actually going a little smaller so that I can deepen my relationships with the people who are experiencing my art or experiencing art in general. And hopefully from there, that will encourage them to one, start their own art collections, two, see more art, three, share my work with more people. So hopefully that will have a rippling out effect of the sharing of my work. But I'm really challenging myself to be more intimate and to allow more people into my thoughts about my work. And I hope to be able to do that more in sort of like the writing these more in-depth sort of newsletters and sharing in a very sort of intimate space. I feel like that's what I want for myself in the next six months, because that feels, that feels really scary to me. And even though I'm very like transparent on the internet, like I share whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter to me. I may have some boundaries around certain things, two things in particular, but I want to go deeper with folks and I want to sort of open myself up more and let people see what my thoughts are. And I, hopefully I want to, I want to be able to do that in writing specifically, but then also like Alicia and I was just talking about podcast stories maybe. So yeah, I'm trying to get off the interwebs. 
and and into your inbox or your ear. (laughs) I think for me, when I think about ways that I want to become more visible, I have been thinking about, I want to do more speaking, whether it's on podcasts, other people's shows, or even to larger groups, because I have a lot to say about a lot of things. But I think that's one major way. I, I want to test out, similar to you, Krista, doing more writing. I, I always feel like that's where I'm strongest, I mean, outside of speaking. And over the years, I have gotten some really good feedback about the things that I write, the newsletters that I send. So I want to be more consistent with that and really get into a space where people know it's coming and I'm sending that all the time. But I think the hardest part about being visible or trying to increase your visibility is getting outside of your current network, like outside or expanding beyond your current audience. So I've been thinking about ways that I can be more proactive about getting in front of new groups of people and not just being stuck or locked into this group of people that I'm already speaking to because they're hearing the message. And for the most part, they're doing what they feel they need to do with it. But I know that there's still so many more people who are not hearing my message and who are not getting to see the things I'm creating and and hear the things that I have to say. So I want to be more conscious about what do I need to do to get in front of new, fresh eyes. So I know pitching myself to speak places or pitching myself to be on podcasts is a big way. I think I need to be more proactive when it comes to coming up with collaborative ideas to work with new and different types of people. One thing that I've been doing has been actually reaching out directly to people who I'm in conversation with in social media in some way and just formally introducing myself and inviting them for like virtual tea just so that I can start talking to more people because it's really, really easy to stay in your bubble and stay in your place of comfort. But I just know the type of business that I want to create, the type of impact that I want to have, it goes so much further than where I am right now. And that takes some boldness to to take myself to the next place and really, really put myself out there. So that's what I'm thinking in terms of ways that I want to increase my own visibility. Mm-hmm. I like that word boldness. Take some boldness. <laughs> Be bold. Go out there. I saw this t-shirt a bit ago that said exist loudly and Ooh. I can't shake it. I keep thinking about it and I'm just like, oh, I need to be existing loudly. Yes, I love that. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah just, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm so burnt out. I'm just like, I just want to be quiet. <laughs> and maybe that's for you. You're in that yeah, I think season. That, I think and that's what okay. it is. And back to my original comment, just knowing where you are and being okay with that. And I am at this place where I am submitting to the season that I'm in. And it really is a off the grid. I got to do my my work and tend to myself. space, And like really crawl into my thoughts and get them out. Because as I, and I think there'll be a season when I'm like, yeah, I want everybody to know everything. I want to be on everything. But I want to, I feel the calling to 
get still and quiet and literally crawl inside of my thoughts so that I can get clarity about some things. And I'm excited about that. And again, everybody's in a different season, but I do feel me taking this time, like I just shut down my shop. I did all all this stuff to kind of extract myself from the interwebs for a little bit. But I feel like that this season is just going to set me up to sort of expand in other ways. And I'm okay with it. I'm not complaining, but I do want to be quiet and fall into my thoughts. (laughs) So. All right. So wrapping things up because this has been a really great conversation, but do you ladies have any parting words, anything that you want to leave listeners with? I just say like what you have inside of you, whether it be a business or art or podcast or whatever it is that you have been wanting to do and put out into the world, don't be afraid of putting that out there boldly. I'm going to bring bring back that word, like boldly. It may seem small to you. It may be scary to you, but there is someone out there who needs that thing that you have been thinking about creating. And the only way that they can get what they need is if you are bold enough to put it out into the world. I definitely co-sign that. This is a time where, I mean, you only get one life. So if you are clear about what it is you want to create in this season, just go do it. And I promise you, that everybody you see out there doing anything, they have no idea what they're doing. And it's okay. I don't care who they are. Like behind the scenes people, it's a whole mess and it's okay to be messy, but you won't know unless you get out there and at least try and just know that we're all making, we're all trying to find our way. We're literally trying to find our way. And I, I I hear from artists all the time, especially ones who are like, oh, I want to be, you know, I want to be selling my art. I want to show my art here. I want to go to Art Basel, all these things. And I'm like, if you only knew how any of these things happened and how it's still, I'm still learning how to navigate what it is I'm building, even as I'm building it. So it's totally okay to just start where you are. It doesn't have to be perfect. And just know that we are all out here learning. I don't care if you got 100,000 followers on Twitter or Instagram. I assure you, these people are still figuring out stuff every single day. And that's okay. But you only have one life. So you might as well try it and see what happens. And you can ch- I always reserve the right to change my mind. I might be gung-ho about something this week. And next week, I don't want to be bothered. And that is okay. It's my life. It's my one life. So I get to try out all the things and I get to decide what feels good to me. And I get to decide what season I'm in and move accordingly. And you get to do that too. So don't waste any more time. Get to it. Both of you ladies gave excellent parting thoughts, similar to things that I have said The listeners know I'm always like, go do the thing. You can do the thing. It doesn't have to be perfect. Start right now. Just get started. But yes, thank you guys so much for coming back on the show and for sharing your thoughts and for being your just awesome, wonderful selves. You you both know how much I love you. So it's always a great time to have you sharing and, and really pouring into my own audience your greatness so thank you for having us you You are (laughs) that you are the secret sauce like 
Mm-hmm. Hashtag Moby Knowing. Um, Moby Knowing. I need a t- um, I need a T-shirt because you do like the work that you're putting out with the clarity and the passion that you're putting it out with. I have never had a situation where I've asked you for something and you didn't be like, "Okay, I got a twelve step mm-hmm. for you. Let's go." Well, have you I'm thought coming. about this? So, for those of you, I mean, y'all know, y'all are her listeners, so you already know Moby Knowing, but just sort of to. Thank you publicly for all the things that you've helped me sort out in my own business and my own practice. Like, I don't take any of those things lightly. I appreciate you. And I know that when I come to you with a question, you always have an answer for me. <laughs> always. Yes. Like, mostly <laughs> So thank you. Well, that's all I have for this week's episode. So until next time, go out there and pimp your brilliance.